What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Everything Vibe podcast. I am here, joined as usual by Ronnie. Ronnie, how you doing, man? I'm doing great. How are you? Doing good, man. I uh, got to listen through all of your E3 stuff, and uh, I just figured this would be a good chance for us to to kind of recap, see where things are at. I know you and I haven't really uh, had a chance to catch up as much, so um, I'm excited to hear, yeah. man. I want to get your thoughts, what you've been playing. I, I, I had a chance to play uh, finally get back into it after a while get everything set up in my apartment and um yeah man let, things are good so i don't know you want to just start and um go. yeah sure yeah well no I, yeah oh yeah e3 was awesome so i mean as far as like how that all went i mean it was super you know hectic crazy schedule just trying to fit everything in that i wanted to see both vr and non-vr related and and do all the interviews and stuff that i that i had planned um but yeah it was definitely an awesome show and and i was able to kind of fit everything in um as far as the vr stuff i mean i was i was a little i was hoping there would be a little bit more pc vr related content like as far as i I didn't really focus on oculus content so i was mainly there to try to see what i could find on the vive and there were a few things here and there that were were cool to see like as far as just like surprise like indie developers and stuff that i ran into um but you know i'd say the biggest you know vive related stuff there was being shown off by bethesda they had the the wolfenstein and and prey uh demos that they were showing so yeah, so those were both cool to see and then and then yeah just it was it was nice to just get a chance to i i, I definitely got to try out a lot more playstation vr titles than i've ever played before and and honestly i was really impressed like it, it's funny because i'd say like on one hand it my my increased playtime with the playstation vr kind of solidified my view on like the track the tracking system not being perfect uh-huh. but then it also it also made me way more uh like excited and like interested in the specific titles that are being published by sony and and by by like you know developers exclusively to the playstation vr like a lot of those games i mean for like you know, working within the constraints of how that tracking system works. I mean, they were really fun and, and they were, they were still like, I, I would full heartedly recommend for people out there that don't have PCs, but have PlayStation 4s to go out and buy a, a PlayStation VR if they're interested in VR, because there really is like a lot of cool stuff. Like I, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if you, I know you had a chance to listen to some of the, some of the interviews and stuff that I put up. Um, like what were, what were some of your thoughts as far as, as far as all of that? Well, well, just, just to go back real quick, cause I'm curious now, it seems like you spent a decent amount of time with PSVR and you, yeah. you kind of just recommended it off the bat. Like, I mean, is it, is it really reaching that status as, you know, the middle ground between, I mean, well, I guess not middle ground yeah. if you don't have VR. No, there, it is a middle ground because there's like the Oculus Go and, and Samsung gear and things like that. But then, mm-hmm. um, you know, as I'm trying to compare price wise, right? Because I think it's 400 for the PSVR, and isn't that the same price for the Oculus Go? Yeah, uh, no. Well, the Oculus Go, I want to say, not Oculus is, Go, the Oculus Touch. I, I'm yeah, getting, the, I'm the touch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the, yeah, you're right. The, the, I think the Rift with the touch controller, like as a pack, the Rift right now, I think is 400, and I think the 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 original Vive is around 500. Mm-hmm. It, I think it's it's not so much the difference in the headsets. I think it's whether you have a strong PC or not. So if you have a PC, 
yeah, it's better to get a Rift or a Vive and just do PC, you know, based VR at this point. But if you don't have a PC, but you've been kind of watching and interested in all this VR stuff and you're on the fence about getting a PlayStation VR, I think, or if, or if you are, if you're into VR and you know people that have PlayStations that you might, you know, you might want to talk to them about getting a PlayStation. But like, like I, I know plenty of people that come over here and try the Vive and wish they had a PC to run it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, those kind of people, if they have a PlayStation, you can say, hey, it's not quite the same, but it's a pretty close approximation. Mm-hmm. You might want to check out a PlayStation VR. Like, if, if they're already, like, kind of, you know, in the PlayStation ecosystem. Because, yeah, like, yeah. I mean, the main thing... So, so the best way for me as someone that's kind of stayed away from the PlayStation stuff for, for these, you know, past two or three years now. Um, the main way I describe it is the headset itself. The head mounted display is very comparable to the other systems. So like, as far as visual quality, like it obviously has kind of a different mechanism, um, to, to, you know, strap to your head and whether you like that more or not, like it was definitely comfortable. It was, it was different. Um, but I mean, regardless of the exact specifics, I would say that the, the headset itself and just the experience of moving around your head in VR in the PlayStation was very, very comparable to the PC stuff. And gotcha. like okay. even even the PlayStation being quite a bit weaker as uh, you know as a platform than like a, a powerful computer and all of that, I really didn't think that at least in the titles that I played, any of the visuals were really that compromised or really like, I didn't really think that, Oh, this looks so like this would look better if it was on PC. Like it, it looks fine. Mm-hmm. So like as far as graphics and the way the, the actual head mounted display worked, I thought it was all really great. The, 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 the place where I think really the, and, and I thought the tracking of the headset was in, in the, the instances I got to play it in a variety of different games, I thought it, it tracked my head really well. Like I, I never felt like when I was moving around, like that it wasn't, you know, it was losing my tracking or anything like that as far as like the gotcha. headset okay. goes. Yeah, yeah. But then, but then the controllers themselves, they didn't feel one-to-one. Like they felt quite a bit worse being like the tracking on the, on the actual, like the, the, I don't know the exact name of them, like the PlayStation wands or, you know, the little, they're like little wands with yeah, little, yeah, yeah. like that, golf ball looking things on the outside. It's going to call them controllers. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, so those, those, the, the, the move controllers, that's, I, I think that oh, yeah, PlayStation you're right, you're move. Right. Yeah. So the, the move controllers, I mean, they don't feel one-to-one all the time and they kind of glitched in and out a little bit. Like they, they worked most of the time. But for someone that's used to like the perfect tracking, especially of the Vive, or more or less perfect, like they definitely left something to be desired. Like you felt like it was kind of tracking them, losing tracking, tracking them, losing tracking, and like for what it was, I felt like most of the games I played recovered well. Like they, you can tell they're designed with that idea in mind. That like whereas when like the Vive loses tracking, it's very, very, very rare. But when it happens, it kind of really wigs out, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, on this, like, you can kind of tell, like, they understand that it's going to lose tracking. So it's not as jarring when it does, but it happens way more often. So, like, okay. So, 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 like, so, so for games that really require a lot of, like, like motion based movement with controllers, they weren't my favorite. But then there were, 
quite a few titles like Astrobot being one of them. It was like a little cute platformer. Um, there were a lot of titles that used the the normal PlayStation controller. So like like you know the normal controller that you'd play for any kind of normal 2D games like Madden or whatever you're playing on your PlayStation mm-hmm. with the, the joysticks and the normal buttons and all of that. You can play the VR games with with those normal controllers, and it and the PlayStation does have like kind of uh, some type of tracking of the DualShock controller. So like you're able to kind of move it forward and backwards for certain types of mo- motions, but for the most part in the game, you're going to just be using the the buttons and the joysticks to move around characters and stuff. Like those kind of games, we, where they were just using the precise movements of the controller buttons. Uh-huh. I thought those worked really well because now all of a sudden you don't have to worry about whether the controller is really being tracked well or not. You barely use the motion like sensing capabilities of the controller, but then you still have like precise movement and you're in the the game. So like so games like like Moss, I'm sure, for example, like games that that require you to be present in the game, but then you're able to control the action just with joysticks and buttons. Like those kind of games, I think work really like just as well as they probably would like on a PC VR system. So like, so the games that I I played that were being developed with those types types of controls in mind, I kind of like those ones a little bit more than than like the normal motion controller type games. Gotcha. So okay. So but anyway, so so like I mean, I got a chance to play quite a bit, and and like I said, overall, like overall, I was just impressed with the software that's being developed for the PlayStation VR. I think Got a lot it. of those okay. games. I, I really think like the develop like, and a lot of those were first party kind of Sony developed titles. So obviously you'll you'll never see those hitting the play the 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 PC, but some of them weren't. And just in general, I just thought that the developers working on those games are really doing a good job of of making exciting VR games. So I mean, yeah. So 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 that's why I kind of left impressed with the PlayStation, just in terms of I think. I, you know, while the system itself isn't as capable as as the as as it could be, especially with with motion controls, I mean, it still it still gave a good impression, and and it makes me con- like very excited that I, I think the people doing work on the Sony side of that stuff, if especially when a second generation of the of the console, you know, PlayStation VR stuff does come to fruition, I think it'll be really cool. So cool. Yeah, sorry, we, we kind of went on like a little yeah, bit of a tangent there with PSVR. No, no, I like I said, I was just I was just kind of curious about um you know your I thoughts mean, what, yeah. after spending some time in there. But I I mean I I agree with you. I think it's it's still a, a a great option, and I think it's just cool to see titles coming out, even if it is first party titles, um because there's there's money being poured into this, right? Like there's exactly. it's just there's going to be ideas, there's going to be things that come out, and um it's just it's just. For me, like you know, we're in this in the for the long play. I'm I'm curious to see where VR is in the next five, ten years. So, um, you know, stuff that Sony's doing right now, you know, the PSVR, like that, that's going to be standard by the time you know the Vive and, and titles and stuff like that catch up for it. So, yeah, no, um, and 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 I mean, as far as I mean, you have to give Sony props for it. Like while I was kind of surprised they didn't really show a whole lot of VR in their their press conference. I mean, they had a decent VR showing at the con, at the sh- on the show floor itself, and that's more than I can say for like a lot of the other you know VR uh, company. Like they had things here and there, but there really wasn't like there would have it would have been cool to have like a bigger Vive presence or yeah. or a bigger Oculus presence at the show. But I mean, I think I think for whatever reason, like 
they decided not to do that here. And I, and so I think for, for PC VR, especially, you know, you, if you're interested in that kind of news and, and checking out those kind of games, I mean, GDC was awesome for Vive content. I mean, there was just a lot of cool stuff being shown at GDC. And then, and then also just a lot of these other like VR and AR specific conferences. I think, I mean, for people that are interested in learning more about VR, like there are, you know, numerous, numerous conferences where that stuff will be the focus. It, I was a little surprised. There was less of a focus on VR at E3 than I was even expecting. But I mean, it was still, it was still awesome just to be there, yeah. um, to see everything. And then, and then, yeah, like, I mean, for those who haven't yet, you really should go and check out a lot of the stuff that I posted last week. Like, I want to say it's like episodes, yeah, like you, around you, 105 or so to 110, mm-hmm. 111. Yeah, I mean, you. so you asked me earlier, so I, I was actually just going through some of the episodes. Um, the, what I would say is my favorite, the ones that stand out to me. Uh, was, let me find the number here, episode 105. That's actually the first one you posted. And I think that's the conversation you had uh, with Troy Ed- Edwards of HCC about like the future of wireless. Um, yeah. And I know you, we've had a chance to try some wireless solutions. Uh, and I'm, at the end of the day, I'm just excited about something that's going to be natively uh, linked with a, the Vive. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. No, and I think that's like, I mean, if there's one thing that like, it wasn't necessarily in that, that interview that we posted, but like a takeaway from talking with Troy and Andy Davis, um, of, of display link, uh, Troy from HCC, Andy Davis of display link. I should be clear. Um, one thing that kind of a positive thing that I took away from talking to them about, you know, the, the HTC official wireless adapter that's going to come out is that it really does sound like they're aiming for it to be kind of a plug and play, like, like, you know, very seamless and easy experience. Assuming you have like, it won't work. I don't think, uh, if you have laptops or stuff like that, because it does require a, a PCI Express card, I believe that you install inside of the machine. Um, but I mean, yeah, it's it's going to be it. I my experience from using it um, was very very good. So, gotcha. especially okay. like I, I think in the no, I talked no about time it a little frame. bit. <laughs> no time frame that they gave you. They didn't give me a, a precise one. They, they, I mean, I think it came out later, and they did mention it when I was talking to them. It sounds like they're they're shooting for sometime, you know, end of the summer or so. So, gotcha. so we'll have okay. to see. But I mean, it's awesome to hear that it works well for for both the original Vive headsets. It works for the the Vive Pro and the technology itself. I mean, there's no word on exactly what compatibility will be like with future products, but it seems like it's going to be able to work with future products as well, assuming those don't already have like built in wireless features. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll just, we'll have to wait and see, but I mean, more and more of the developers are kind of using the wireless stuff in their demos at these shows. Bethesda was using it, for example, um, when they showed off the Wolfenstein and Prey stuff and it was all working really well. And I mean, I haven't used it extensively, obviously, um, but a lot of those developers that have had a chance to kind of work on it, you know, behind closed doors and just use it day to day, they seem to to, to believe it, it really does, you know, provide latency free, you know, wireless um, connectivity. So, so all things are pointing towards that being a, a big game changer, hopefully. Yeah. No, I, like I said, I mean, I'm just excited for something that'll work natively with it. And um, yeah. That that to me was uh, really cool to hear, and end of the summer is not that far away when you think about it. So, 
Um, definitely curious to see how that comes out and what the, the full details will be when it finally is ready for consumers. But I would yep. say that episode, and then I think it's the last episode that we had posted, uh, episode 111, and that was like kind of the post-conference chat you had with the, the guys from Charm Games. Yeah. Um, I mean, that was just really cool because I think I think what was great about that, it's like a developer interview, which we've done so many times, but it wasn't like really focused on you know, a specific game or anything. I, you guys just really kind of just had a casual chat about, you know, VR and, and, and the future of like this technology, which to me was fascinating to listen to, uh, even being somebody who, who runs a podcast about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 No. And Alan and, and Derek, the two guys I was talking to from Char- Charm Games, those guys are great. Like we had them on the show before talking about form and with their upcoming game, uh, you know, uh, Twilight Path. Yeah, it was a good chance to just kind of sit down and, and just chat with them. And yeah, that was, I liked that one. I also liked uh, the interview we did with Polyart Games. I, for me, that was a, a fun one just because I, I felt like uh, Danny Bulla is the guy that I that I talked with uh, from Polyart Games. He was really cool about just really telling me what the the design process was like for the game and, and talk. Um, he had worked at Bungie before. So kind of hearing some of the differences between work there versus, you know, starting their own company, like all that stuff, especially as someone that has, you know, co-founded a podcast and is kind of doing there. It was cool to hear yeah. from somebody that, you know, uh, I, most of the people we've talked to honestly have co-founded or founded their own development studios, but something about the way Danny was talking about just the, the unique opportunities and challenges uh, that that they faced in, in opening up Polyarch was was really interesting to hear. So cool, man. Well, uh, that yeah, I mean, it, it sounded like you had a blast just in the the conversations that we had had while you were there. So, um, I mean, this is this is great. I'm excited to to see where things go from here. Yep. No, I, I agree, and I'm I'm looking forward. I mean, we're kind of we're keeping. Uh, you know, upcoming VR related conferences on our radar as far as what we will be attending. And then, and I mean, I, I definitely would love to go to both GDC and E3. I mean, for those interested in just my, my take on comparing the two, I mean, I think for VR GDC was more interesting for me personally, but E3, it was just all about the spectacle and just seeing, I think for someone that's a fan of the industry, uh, E3 is just, you know, it's just something to it's it's something to see if you've never been there before. So for anyone that ever gets a chance to go to any of the conferences, they're they're both they're both awesome. So in di- in different ways. Well, I am very jealous, and I'm hoping that I get to uh, join in on the fun next time. <laughs> so yep, yep. Uh, cool, Matt. Well, let's let's keep this rolling. Uh, I think we got a couple news items, and then we we're just gonna quickly chat about the games that uh, we have been playing. So yeah, uh, the. The first one is the uh, the Knuckles stuff that you had sent me earlier. Um, I, I don't know if you want to go into that, but that stuff is really cool, and I think that's going to yeah. be the bulk of the news for us. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the Knuckle. I, so for those who who don't know, but I, I think pretty much like everybody that's in the know about PC VR, and uh, you know, at this point, has probably heard something about it. Is Valve uh, kind of you know first? made and like showed some pictures or made some kind of announcement and then subsequently sent out a bunch to like hundreds of developers is what they said. I think, um, that, you know, their second version of the knuckles controller, they had a year or two ago, it kind of showed off, um, their first version of the knuckles controller. Now they're, they're deeming this one knuckles EV two, or I assume that's early version two 
um, controllers. So they're sending them out to developers. They bundled them this time with uh, a demo that they put together called Moondust. And and for those that you know are used to the lab, it, it I mean in a lot of ways this is like an extension off of some of the work they did there, especially with you know some of the early de- demos they did for the Vive, uh, showing kind of tying portal uh, theming to uh, you know showing off a lot of these different VR concepts. So you, the the main thing takeaway with the knuckles, um, the knuckle controllers are you know allow for for more natural like hand gesturing and finger tracking, uh, they look in some ways kind of like like a, an Oculus Touch controller, but they have better like whereas the Oculus Touch I think mostly focuses on on just having sensing your thumbs and your index fingers, and then the rest of the the, the finger uh, tracking happens from the buttons. Um, on on the knuckle controllers, it kind of has like this band that senses the movement of all of your fingers. So you're able to really naturally kind of move all of your fingers in the in space, and it and it does a pretty good job. It looks like from the videos of of kind of figuring out what you're doing with your fingers. So it's not you know it's not complete freedom uh, with hand movements, but it's pretty cl- it's it's a it's a good approximation of being able to use your fingers. Yeah, and then and then on top of that. Um, I guess before getting into the more traditional kind of button layout on on this thing, um, the other really cool thing is the way that the the way that it wraps around your hand. It allows it kind of it, it like you have like kind of a, 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 a like a I don't know like a string kind of like a pulley thing that you use kind of like you know what you would use on a vive to to latch it onto your hand like the little uh, safety uh, yeah, yeah, bracelet just, yeah you have something similar to that um but but you where you pull it it attaches to the middle of your hand so that if you really need to like for games that where it would matter to let go of something you can actually like completely open your grip on the controller and the controller still stays in your hand and so with that make it it basically you can grab things and let go of things but but while also keeping the controller in your hand. And so that's obviously a really cool feature for anyone that's, you know, had mm-hmm. to try to use grip buttons or stuff like that on their current controllers. Like with this, it's a much more uh, natural way of picking up and letting go of objects. And then, uh, you know, if that wasn't enough, being able to just hold, grab and let go of things, the, the part that you grab with your, with your hand um, actually senses the force that you're grabbing it with. So you're able to pick something up, but then you're also able to squeeze. And when you squeeze, that, that the, the force at which you squeeze, um, it picks up and it can do different things. So like, like in, in the Moondust demo, an example of what you're able to do with that, with, with the, the finger tracking combined with the grabbing and the squeezing, is you're able, like, in the, in the demo, it shows that you have kind of like this, these robotic kind of skeleton-like hands, and you can move all of the fingers which, with your normal fingers, and then you pick up these rocks, these moon rocks in the demo, and, and you do that just by, by gripping the controller, and then by squeezing the controller, you actually crush them in your robot hands. So literally going from like finger tracking to grabbing to squeezing, like all of these things are kind of new gestures and new uh, types of input 
that you're able to do with the knuckle controller that you're not able to do on any of the controllers currently. And yeah. and that's and there's all there's also the uh, didn't they switch the the thumb pad out or like the yeah the so, that's pad? What, so so I was kind of focusing on I guess like the the really like kind of innovative stuff. Yeah, sorry. I know. I, I get caught up with the little things. <laughs> no, but the little things, like, I mean, I'm just as excited about those things. That I'd just say they're, those are less unique and more less kind unique, of but I, consolidation. Because like we've seen it before on the touch controllers. But you know exactly. what? I, I agree with you that the more exciting stuff is definitely what you're able to do like that. I mean, it's, it's almost like... 3d pressure and touch like what you're talking about yeah. you know what i mean like that's it is. that's it really is. cool and is. but but so but but i mean yeah not to forget the stuff that you're mentioning so like yeah then on the on the top of it where your thumbs would be um now instead of just having like on the initial knuckle prototype they just had a large touchpad kind of similar to the vive ones they have now reduced the touchpad to instead of being like a full pad and that being the only kind of input device for 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 motion um, they shrunk that down to a little vertical kind of slider that your thumb goes on. So you still have a, a pad, but it's they, I think what, what I was reading and then there's actually, for those interested, if you go and Google, uh, cloud games, I think, um, they had an article and I, I'm trying to remember if it was on VR focus or road to VR. Road to VR is the, yeah, road the to VR. Yeah. So, so they had done road to VR, I think had like an exclusive story with cloud cloud games it's cloud games, right? I just want to make sure I'm off the top of my yep, head. Cl getting, cloud like, head games, yeah. Cloud head games. I, I knew there was like a because cloud head <laughs> makes a lot of cool stuff. Yeah. Um, so cloud head games had kind of you know they 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 put out this kind of ex like a cool video showing the capabilities and then also kind of comparing what the original knuckles were like compared to the version two and all that kind of stuff. But I mean, basically, what they were saying was Valve kind of figured out that most of the time. Like the really the benefit of using the trackpad over a joystick is being able to scroll through things. That's like the biggest advantage it has. Like using a using a joystick to scroll doesn't work very well, but using a trackpad, those trackpads work really well for that. So they kept so, but most of the time when you're scrolling, you're just scrolling vertically, like mm -hmm. up and down. Yep. So they pared it down so that you still have that ability with this like small kind of you know thumb th thumb shaped looking like trackpad but then they give you a, a a joystick on each controller as well a lot like the oculus touch and and obviously i think at this point most people will probably know the advantages of using a joystick just in games in general mm -hmm. it, it reminds me of some of the stuff that that me and danny talked about in the poly in the polyarch interview uh, using joysticks really just gives you that instant feedback and really precise movements and controls. And you're not, I mean, you can approximate that with a thumb, with a thumb pad or a touchpad, but it's not quite the same as having a real uh, stick, you know, the, to, to be able to move around with your thumb. And so I, I really like the fact that Valve's adding that to the knuckle controllers. And, and, and then on, on top of those two features, they also have standardized buttons on the front. So again, similar to an Oculus touch controller. And so again, I, I, I really like the fact that the knuckles incorporate new features that kind of take VR inputs to a new level, but at the same time learned from, I think some, you know, mistakes that may be made in some of the, on the wands, some, some lessons learned from the Oculus touch, and then kind of combine all that stuff to, to make kind of the next generation of controller. Like I think for developers going forward, 
um, they'll be able to use the new features of this controller, but then also for games that don't really require some of that stuff, you'll be able to better standardize what VR controls look like going forward. So, so having joysticks, having those face buttons, having just this ergonomic feel in general to all VR controllers going forward is going to be a real, like, you know, something, something really awesome for, for developers, I think, and for, for players alike. So, yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I, to me, what was really cool to see was um, in that article, like they were saying that this is next gen VR. Um, and yeah. you know, when you, when you hear developers talking in that way, granted, it's like, you know, it's easy to, to be like, oh, okay, well they're in the space so they can get excited, but they're in the space. So when they get excited about things um, that to me, you know, holds a lot of weight and for, for, you know, someone at cloud had games to, to be able to say that this is like next gen VR and, and with the description that you gave, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I'm definitely excited for when, when those, uh, come out and become available at the consumer level. Um, because you know, <laughs> I just, it keeps reminding me of ready player one. And I, I really, I really enjoyed that movie because I think, you know, my big thing, and this is kind of, sorry, getting off into a little bit of a tangent here, but the reason I love sci-fi so much, uh, as a genre is because it allows people's imaginations to be able to think up things that w- the scientists of today can work towards, right? So yeah. we saw some really cool stuff when it came to VR in, you know, and I think the movie takes place 30 years from now. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, I can see that stuff happening within the next 30 years, probably less than that. And, you know, there's somewhat of a roadmap now for where we can go in terms of like the uh, the haptic feedback, uh, what people can do software-wise. And, you know, I think the Knuckles controller is really just the the tip of the iceberg when it comes to being able to to really immerse yourself, you know, obviously like hands are the most important, right? We start off with wands and I would say the touch controllers maybe had a little bit of an upgrade in terms of how they were used, kind of depending on what you had. But, you know, Knuckles is really going to be next gen VR and I'm excited for that type of experience uh, and what yeah. people will be able to do with that software wise. No, I agree. And and I mean, really, when you see the work, I mean, you think about the differences between like the Vive and the Vive Pro versus like these kind of bigger changes that are made by by Valve, and then even a lot of the research that's being done by Oculus, and you know, kind of some of the rumors that are surrounding Santa Cruz, and and all of the new features that that headset will potentially bring to the market. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, the next generation of VR is is on the horizon, and I think you know HTC, you know. You know, they did what they that what what made sense um, with the current technology. You know, just upping the resolution on the headsets, and you know, kind of you know when possible introducing like the base station 2.0s and that sort of stuff. They also should be commended for I think the work they did with um, with the uh, the 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 Vive trackers because I think that opened up a lot of possibilities for developers that really wanted to to find some unique ways of bringing new kinds of experiences into VR but but this next stage of yeah like improving the 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 standard inputs the standard controllers and then you know these newer technology besides this resolution I mean I'm thinking more and more when I'm when I'm um, you know interacting in VR worlds it's not so much. I mean, the resolution should be better, and the headset should be lighter, and you know there shouldn't be wires and all these kind of things. But it's really going to be like I, I still think there's a lot of room for fundamental improvements in terms of how you interact with the games, and and the actual technology on how the headsets and the lenses work that uh, that 
you know, we're hopefully going to see some major improvements on in the near future. So, yeah, uh, yeah with, the, with the Knuckles controllers, I mean, there's no official word on how those are going to be released or when, but it sounds, I mean, to me, what they showed looks pretty final. I mean, they they look like they could be ready for mass production. And I think some of the rumors are that they're going to be going to mass production soon. So, gotcha. like. So, so I mean, we could be seeing those sooner rather than later, and it'll be interesting to see whether those get released through third parties like HTC, mm-hmm. or if Valve is just going to release them on their own. Like I, I'm kind of curious. All I know is that I want to get Knuckles as soon as possible, and I hope, <laughs> I hope they're, de- I hope yeah. developers are able to implement um, new features with those as soon as possible. And 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 even if they're not, I mean, I think it from what it looks like. They have a lot of similar features to the touch controllers, and mm-hmm. like it, it almost seems like they're made to just work with a lot of the titles that are out there for the most part. So. Yeah, cool, Matt. Well, let's uh, let's keep this rolling. Uh, I think we we just end up getting excited about topics and and digging yeah. oh, deeper than last, we planned. But uh, last, go, go ahead. Last point on the knuckle controllers is I haven't had a chance to do this myself yet, though I have downloaded it. Um, if you go and Google around, like just links to some of these announcements that were made by Valve, like. You'll you'll find ways that your that your average person can go through Steam if you have like the beta stuff, um, uh, you know, clicked right, like uh, activated correctly. Mm-hmm. You're able to go and download that moon that moon dust demo, uh, that that is the tech demo for the the touch control. I mean, for the for the knuckle controllers, you can download that right now. Oh, cool! All right. So so I actually already downloaded it, and I've I've seen some kind of you know suggestions online about how to use the the beta uh vive like you know or the the beta Val- steam vr uh remapping stuff to kind of approximate some of the like the new controls for the knuckles onto the the oculus touch or the vive wands so you're not going to get the same kind of control that you'd have on on the knuckles obviously like there's like you won't be able to crush it crush the rocks like you'll have to just press a button to do that kind of like rather than have that kind of you mm-hmm. know sensitivity but like it'll st- i still am just like knuckles aside i'm super excited just to see a newly developed valve vr you know experience this isn't a title this is a tech demo but i mean if you go and and watch some of these videos on youtube i mean it's it's like it's it's almost like the lab 2.0 you know it's like a new experience from valve and that's i like that in and of itself is is enough reason to be excited so all right yeah i got to check it out because i mean honestly anything that valve puts out and not to put them on a pedestal but like they they take their time and it's for a reason right because well, like when they put stuff out it it feels great it's really polished and the lab was just a fantastic experience even though it was just tech demos really but um, yeah yeah so no that's okay, what cool. i mean i one of the, one of the things i might record here in a little bit i might record my impressions after getting a chance to Ooh, check that out and, okay that'd and, be and, good. and for the yeah for just like a spoiler alert as far as like i'm it's i i'm probably going to use the oculus touch controllers for that because it seems like they're a little bit more <laughs> similar to the knuckles okay um but we'll we'll see I, once i get into the key binding stuff well, um, if you can, I would say, I would say be to try if you can try them both if that's a possibility. Yeah, because no, I, I, I think I think it'd be nice to get uh, your thoughts on how they both um, how they both compare. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I won't be doing it correct. I don't have knuckle controllers, so I won't be doing it the real way, regardless. But 
Yeah. yeah, we'll see. Gotcha. Cool, man. Okay, so that was the main news item I think we were looking at. Uh, the other thing is just we want to let you guys know that the Steam sale is going on. Uh, I mean, I don't think we're going to spend too much time going game by game, but I, were there any no. games that, that you saw that jumped out at you? I mean, there are, but there's just too many to list, honestly. And at this yeah. point, I mean, the only thing is if you... If you if you're a regular kind of VR user, you there haven't been like a lot of crazy new titles like the past couple weeks. So I mean, a lot of our old recommendations still stand. Budget cuts came out recently. Yeah, um, I, I believe that's on sale. Like the, pretty much anything that you can think of that's a major release is on sale. Um, some of the more expensive <laughs> titles are, are kind of nice to get on Steam sale because yep. those be like. Most a lot of the titles are like fifty percent off or so. So I mean, fifty yeah, percent off five dollars or ten dollars, not a big deal. But fifty percent off of a sixty dollar title, for example, that's a big deal. So like, well, the, yeah, I, the, the two that I was going to mention uh, that I remember seeing were Star Trek Bridge Crew, which is fifty percent yeah. off. So that's like twenty bucks right now. And then we're talking about U.S. dollars. And I think yeah. Arizona Sunshine is also fifty percent off at twenty dollars. So th- those are the two that I know that we've we've had you know relatively good experiences with. Um, oh, the last one that I wanted to mention, and this is this is still super basic, but for anybody you know, especially like new Vive owners. Um, Space Pirate Trainer. That game is a game that continues to, it, or sorry, it keeps on giving, and yep. uh, it's only fifteen bucks normally. So that's not like gonna break the bank. But seven, it's uh, you know fifty percent off. So it's literally seven dollars and fifty cents. And trust me, like that game, like I still have new uh, VR, you know VR. Um, or, sorry, people trying VR for the first time that come over, and that's always yeah. a fun one to put them into because it's just really arcadey. You know, there's not there's not much that you need to like know, and it's just it's really easy, and like it's just I mean it's just fun, right? Like that's exa- exactly what it was meant to do, and for me, like I'm always gonna recommend that game because I, I enjoy playing it. No, I, I totally agree, and I'm trying to see when when was our last episode where we talked about uh, the last like I think it was a spring sale. Do you remember? I, I'm I'm trying to look through real quick. Uh, it is. Let's see. Hold on. Because this this is worth okay episode ninety seven so episode okay. ninety seven this was April nineteenth uh, Damon and I kind of went through in detail a lot of the games that were on sale back then and kind of gave recommendations I mean I haven't cross checked this list or anything but I bet you mo- a lot of those titles that were on sale back then are once again on sale now in the summer sale in addition to newer titles uh, so go and check out go listen to our episode ninety seven if you're interested in just kind of recommendations in general they're not going to be the newest stuff but like what what's there's there have been relatively few titles in the past like you know two months so that should cover a lot of a lot of the good stuff out there um so yeah so listen to that and then just go i would just recommend checking the top the top seller list uh for vr titles and steam and then um if something looks like it might be of interest to you you know pick it up because i mean even even some of these bethesda titles they're I didn't have the best experiences with those, but like if you're if you're interested in those, they're usually never on sale, so they they're thirty percent off. Like just in general, I, I it just you have from now until July fifth. Uh, let me just double check that. Yeah, July fifth to 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 do the summer sale stuff. So I would definitely try to take advantage of that to the extent possible. Yep. Yep. Um, cool, man. Well, we can uh, we can start to wrap this episode up and just talk about what we've been playing. Um, I I'll go first because I I haven't had as much like now now that things are set up. I'm I'm finally getting caught up on games, and the one that has been 
capturing all of my attention and, and the attention of everyone around me who I forced to try VR is, <laughs> is Beat Saber. So I know I'm, I'm a little late to the party, but man. And it's never too late to talk about Beat Saber. <laughs> this game, uh, it's just, it's so much fun. And I remember the first time I tried VR at your place, what, almost two years ago at this point. Um, yeah. Just a little shout out to another game, Audio Shield, uh, which is uh, over two years old now. Um, and that was cool, just, you know, as a, like a rhythm game. But Beat Saber really takes it to uh, another level. And I think the the music in there is fantastic. And the fact that you can, well, you can customize on, the, on, on Audio Shield as well. But it's just... I don't know, man. I've been having a ton of fun, and I know we spoke about it a while back uh, in in one of our previous episodes. You gave your experiences with it, but um, for me, you know, to finally jump in and be able to to enjoy it, and and the fact is, like everyone that I've showed it to lo- loves it, right? Because it's it's like it's like Dance Dance Revolution. It's one of those games that like everybody can just kind of like get into, and it's it's easy to play, and you just it's just fun. Yeah. It's just like plain it's fun. And simple it looks fun. great. Like the soundtrack is really good. Just everything about it was really well done. I agree. Yeah, so that's that's been taking up most of my attention. Uh, in the coming episodes, now that I've had a chance to really jump into other games as well, um, I'll, I'll talk about those once I have a little bit more uh, of, of a backing and foundation to, to provide some insight. Sure. No, how about and not, you? And not to, not to overplug things, but we've been having so many overlaps you know, nowadays. Um, true, for yeah. those who haven't heard it, episode 100 of our podcast uh, we interviewed uh, Yanni Lovsky. He was he's the main uh, one of the main developers of Beat Saber. So you should definitely go. We don't we already gave away the key for that episode. So mm-hmm. uh, if you go and read that, don't think you're able to get another key there. But um, it's a really fascinating talk just about the development of Beat Saber and just all the hu- crazy hype. I mean, that game's still I, I I don't remember off the top of my head kind of what what. Um, all the records it broke but i mean it's number one on the on the vr list in steam right now i mean it was it really broke a ton of records as far as like how many like it definitely passed a million in sales like pretty early and it's just i mean the the latest thing that i've heard from them and they're very active on twitter as far as like just updating people on the game is that they're going to be adding a a, a multiplayer uh aspect to the game so and they've been kind of shy on some of the details on that. It's going to be, I think, a, a pretty simple mode at first. But that's something they're they're still actively kind of updating that yeah. game. And 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 multiplayer Beat Saber sounds like a really cool concept. So. <laughs> I mean, single player Beat Saber is pretty good. So I, I'm exactly. excited to see what you can do with multiplayer. So, but yeah, um, yeah. As far as uh, what I've been playing lately, I mean, I I've been playing a lot. Honestly, um, I came back. Uh, from E3 and played a little bit of Downward Spiral. I still love that game. Um, but the, the the main one I wanted to talk about today uh, was Catch and Release. And that's uh, a, a new fishing title. And, and as I'm sure people out there will recall, I was kind of clamoring for fishing titles before. I, I, I had a lot of fun with Crazy Fishing, which was an earlier title, a much different title than this. The, that game kind of was more like kind of like kind of goofy like cartoony in nature um and kind of you know didn't take itself super seriously but then kind of sidetracked like did a lot of like side things that were really interesting and it had a kind of unique and fun art style to it um that game i want to actually check up on to see how it's coming and 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 play more of that in the future uh catch and release is kind of more of a realistic uh 
fishing simulation type game. At least that's what they're going for here. And it, it does a lot of things right. It's still, I still think it, it has some room for improvement. Um, but overall, um, for those people that are looking for a more realistic fishing experience, uh, catch and release is, is, a, is a pretty solid one. So it, it, it was just released uh, like in, earlier this month. So I think June 7th was uh, its release date. And it, it's about $20 right now, which um, depending on what you're looking for, it may or may not be something that I would recommend. So that what I would, I you know, I want to get into exactly what this game is um, so that you kind of go into it kind of understanding. So it's a super relaxing experience. And for what it does, like everything, it, it does super well. Um, the graphics are, are gorgeous. Um, from you, Basically, when you start the game out, you're sitting in a fishing boat. And uh, they did a really, really good job of making sure that uh, the players as comfortable as possible in that boat. So it's it's really a it's a it's a seated experience. So I would recommend like like you know orienting yourself to where you're able to very comfortably like maybe on a couch just sit down, you know, disable any kind of barrier like borders or barriers that you have enabled in the chaperone system or try to minimize those to the fullest and just sit where you're nice and relaxed. And then and then they did a really smart job of of letting you just uh, hold down the the touchpad in the middle of the wands to recenter the the boat for you. So once you're comfortable, you center it, and you're sitting in that boat. And then from that there on, from from that point forward, you know you're just kind of you know maneuvering stuff within your boat, and then you're just fishing. And there's you know the ambiance sounds, the sound design is really well done. If you don't want any kind of like distractions, you can just sit and listen to the environment, which it's nice and relaxing. There's like waterfalls in the background. You're you're on a lake environment where there's like beautiful rock formations and waterfalls and all those like you know wildlife sounds in the background. It's really nice. If you wanna, if you want, you can grab the radio that's sitting in the in the boat, and you can adjust it and turn on some kind of nice, like relaxing music, and just kind of chill. And then, uh, and then you, you'll you'll pick up uh, a book uh, that's kind of on the floor that that helps you kind of get through a, a bunch of different uh, objectives throughout the game. So it, it, I thought it was done really well as far as like kind of setting you through the process of, of, of learning how to le- learning how to play the game. Like you're, you, you're catching fish, you're kind of, you know, like putting that, like you're either releasing them for certain amounts of money or you're, you're putting them in your, in your ice box, your, your little cooler and you're getting money that way. And then you use the money um, to then buy new lures and you do all that through um, another book. That's like on the floor of your, of your boat. So, so the whole time you're never really leaving the boat. You're just doing everything from the boat as far as I got to play. And then uh, a really, really cool aspect of the game is that you're actually able to row the boat. And so you can, you can grab both of the oars on the boat and you can just start rowing and that moves the boat forward. And, and I mean, as far as like an early implementation of that stuff, I think it's really good. I mean, even, even if this was final, it's still pretty solid. Like you really do feel like you're able to paddle the boat. I'd say it's a little bit, it was a little bit tricky for me to, to figure out how to turn the boat um, accurately. So that'd be one thing to kind of either teach the player a little bit better or kind of, you know, massage the controls to where it's a little bit more intuitive to, to get 
to get the boat rotating. But it's just it was it's such a freeing idea that you can just kind of go out there and paddle anywhere on that lake, which is a, a feeling you get when you're fishing in real life. And just be able to like find a place that you're happy to to kind of sit at for a while and then and then you know go to work, so to speak, and just kind of sit there and chill. And then um as far as like the casting mechanics go for the game, I mean all of those things are handled really well. Um the the feedback, the haptic feedback you get on from the pole itself and and the, the the line when you're casting it is is convincing. It's it's well done. Um as far as the only thing that felt a little bit off as far as the controls, I, I did feel like using hands in the game, like the hand animations weren't perfect. And sometimes it felt like, for example, like using your hand to kind of reel the 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 line in, like the reeling motion itself, like it, it feels a little bit weird to be locked the way it locks onto those items. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure they're doing it for a reason. And I, I actually, after, after trying it, I was kind of experimenting with some other games, just kind of seeing what are games where I feel super comfortable with the motions. And, and I actually think in, in some of these types of games, I, I feel more comfortable where they just show the vibe wands, like kind of translucently in the game rather than having hand avatars, just because then you don't have that, like if done well, um, you don't have that disconnect of the controllers, like not behaving like hands. Maybe, maybe catch and release. Maybe the the hand avatars are a lot more intuitive using the the Oculus Touch controllers. I don't know. I, I didn't have a chance to try it with the touch controllers, but um, yeah, for the Vive wands, sometimes it's it's kind of nice to have the the wand avatars for me personally rather than like those hand substitutes because they feel a little bit strange but i mean overall the motions and stuff are really good and and i mean everything everything is very polished and 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 if you're looking for a kind of a relaxing experience where you get to just um you know do some fishing. Um, this title offers quite a bit and it's like i said it's more of a realistic take. It's 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 super relaxing and 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 nonchalant and chill. So I, as far as like recommending it, I mean, I would say you know overall it's a very enjoyable experience for someone that's looking for a relaxing way to spend time in VR, especially if you you have like a nice chair set up and you're comfortable in the headset for long stretches and you just want to hang out. But just keep in mind for the it's it's slow paced, and so you know it might be a little bit pricey at. 20 bucks for people that are expecting to get a lot of a lot out of this game in short stretches. Like it's really a game where I think if you're going to spend a lot of time in the game, just hanging out and chilling and relaxing and you're cool with doing that in VR and just kind of, you know, just like you would do in real life. Like some people, for some people fishing is not for them. Right. I, I think this game, like, because it pretty accurately simulates some of that stuff, like, for some people, they're not going to get you know their full value out of it because they're going to want to spend five or ten minutes in the game and then stop. And and I think the the value of this game is for people that really want to just like lose themselves for a bit in VR and just you know experience some time out at the lake. You know, for those kind of people interested in that, this game is a really cool concept and a pretty good execution of all of that. Mm-hmm. And I think where where games 
titles like this i think are really exciting as far as like for me one of the things i was thinking when i was playing this is how awesome vr will be not so much when it's when it's wireless because in this game you're not doing a whole lot of movement it made me realize how (laughs) unfortunately how annoying the weight of the current head mounted displays are and how awesome experiences like this will be once we have like you know, relatively weightless headsets that where we don't have to worry about be like spending sunglasses, right? <laughs> exactly. Just something yeah. like, I mean, like it, we're probably a ways from sunglasses, but like just something in general that's lighter and kind of fit. Like maybe, maybe uh, I, I, I haven't played it in a Vive Pro. Those are a little bit more comfortable, but PlayStation VRs, uh, they don't glue themselves onto your face quite like, mm-hmm. uh, an original vibe headset does just, yeah, just in general, like it, it'll experiences where you're just hanging out and, and chilling. I think those will be transformed once, once, you know, the headset itself are, are, are a little bit more comfortable, but, um, but yeah, that's, that's my take on catch and release. And you know, like I said, it, it really is a, re- a really good title and it's, it's definitely one, like I'm super happy uh, that I that I uh, that I had a chance to play it, and it's one that I'm definitely going to keep track of, just in terms of uh, stuff that they add and add to the game in the future. Cool, man. Well, that's like I said. There's so much that I know you and I are trying to catch up on now, which is great because um, it gives us more to talk about. So uh, I will have to look into that one because I. I, I think I romanticized fishing. I've, I haven't done it all that much in my life, but um, I, I agree with you in the sense that I think, uh, you know, once once the it's comfortable to be in VR for longer periods of time, then something like that will definitely be uh, not it's not that it's not appealing now, but right. Like you can just you'll be able to spend a lot more time in there. So but I mean, at, at that point, once we're more comfortable staying in VR for longer periods of time, I'm sure there'll be a lot of other experiences and games uh, that'll be coming out to take advantage of that. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, these experiences like this, I mean, kind of like what you were mentioning before with Ready Player One, like it makes you really think like it, it kind of fast forwards your, your, your mind a little bit to what people might be doing in VR, like, you know, 10 years from now or or yeah. even more, more than like, like it, it makes you realize like, man, like there's going to be a day where like maybe now there are some tangible differences for sure. Um, in, you know, fishing in real life versus fishing in VR, but you can kind of feel that like, Hmm, maybe this stuff will get good enough to where the differences are going to be less than, than you might think. Yeah. Uh, I mean, two years is a short amount of time when it comes to technology and you can already see, uh, well, no, sorry. It's not a long, short amount of time that can actually be a very long time, but <laughs> just, just in general, I guess my, my broader point was like, we've seen a lot happen in two years already. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm waiting for 2025 to see what the, what the VR landscape kind of looks like at that point. Yeah, no, I agree. It's awesome to see people working on these kind of games. So, yep. Yep. Cool, out. Well, that's, that's all I have for today. How about you? Yeah, no, that that's it. And I, I know I, I already recorded some impressions. They're going to go up a little bit about uh, another game I was playing, Paper Valley, which can't recommend it enough. Awesome game. Um, and then, yeah, I'm just going to I'm going to try to play as much as I can. I did pick up quite a few titles uh, during the Steam sale and have titles backlogged from before I left for E3. So there's there's a lot of cool stuff to play in VR. So it's 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 never been a better time to be a VR fan. <laughs> awesome, and uh, yeah, so we'll uh, we'll continue to try and bring you our impressions and thoughts on 
all those cool experiences that we are seeing, guys. So, Ronnie, man, have a good one. Uh, we will uh, we'll chat again soon. Sounds good. All right, take care, guys. 